0: Welcome, welcome, welcome in. It's another edition of 10,000 Pitches, a podcast devoted to everything Minnesota soccer and beyond. What's going on? Jeremy Russia hanging out with you. We have reached episode 33 now, so again, if this is your first time giving 10,000 Pitches a listen, thank you for giving us a shot. But if you've stuck with us now for all 33 episodes, cannot thank you enough for your continued support. Support if you haven't subscribed, please do on your preferred podcast platform. Also, don't uh, forget to leave us a rating and review if your preferred platform allows it. Those ratings and reviews are huge for our placement who sees 10,000 pitches and uh, just our overall exposure. So, please, if you haven't left us a rating and review yet, please do that. We'll also love to just get your overall feedback on the podcast as well. You can also follow us on all the socials we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 10k pitches and if you missed the last week's episode with Spam FC's Van Hong and Tony Lazancic, uh great conversation with them about just uh the struggles of 2020 but still how it managed to be a banner year for their scholarship program. We also made the big announcement that we are helping them launch their official merch store. A little partnership with 10,000 pitches and Spam FC. So if you haven't yet Go check out some of the merch we have available, shopspamfc.com. And if you're a listener of 10,000 pitches, you get a discount. Just use promo code POD. That's promo code P-O-D at checkout. And you'll get 10% off your first order at shopspamfc.com. So go support Spam FC, Go support 10,000 pitches and get yourself some fire. Yeah, I wouldn't say fire if it wasn't fire. Fire merch over at shopspamfc.com. Speaking of our recent interviews, yes, we did talk to Spam FC's Van Hong and Tony Lozancic last week. We've also recently spoken with Karen FA founder Kyle Johnson and a couple players from Karen FA about the whole community aspect and what Karen FA has brought them and what uh, just... Kind of what that whole national team setup is all about there. So very, very cool conversation with them. And then a few weeks back, also talked to Joy the People founder Ted Creighton about their program, their youth soccer program, and also their new NPSL squad, which will be uh, participating in the NPSL North here in 2021. Coming up on today's show, though, a great interview with Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee co-founder Derek Swanson. Um, if you remember back in November, I talked about my visit to Ninth Street and how just cool the place was. Well, it's gotten only cooler over the last couple months, and uh, I'm pleased uh, that I was able to get Derek on the podcast to talk about Ninth Street. On the record on recording, uh, and his whole vision and, and how he got involved in it. So very cool conversation with Derek. So stick around for that before we bring in Derek, want to talk a little bit about the 2021 lower league E cup, the group stage continues twitch.tv slash lower league E cup. It's also being broadcast on a lot of the teams, uh, Twitch channels as well. So Minneapolis city, uh, dynamo FC, St. Cloud spam FC, uh, bateau FC, just, uh, look them up on Twitch. Uh, go ahead and follow all of them, and you will be covered. Also, obviously, follow the Lower League E-Cup Twitch account as well. But you'll be covered when it comes to taking in the 2021 Lower League E-Cup as the group stage rounds out and we get headed into the uh, knockout round sometime next week. So uh, it's been fun so far, and I'm uh, definitely uh, intrigued to see um, how things shake out moving forward in all the divisions of the 2021 lower league cup. Now let's get to the interview with Derek Swanson, ninth street soccer and coffee co-founder. Hope you enjoy it. All right, now it's time to welcome in a very, very good friend of the podcast. It's the owner co-owner and co-founder of ninth street soccer and coffee. Mr. Derek Swanson, Derek, how's it going, man? Thanks for joining the show. So good. Thank you for having me on. Of course. So let's backtrack a little bit back in November. I came and visited the space and uh, it was right around like the last, when the last round of COVID restrictions, like literally the night before they were announced, I came to visit this place. So it was like the little last hurrah before you guys had to, uh, had to uh, abide by the restrictions for a little while. But uh, we had this like, hour hour and a half conversation and the whole time I'm thinking I just wish I had like a voice recorder or something here with me because the way you talked about the place how it all how it came together your vision for it it was fascinating man like it was it was really cool so I'm hoping to get into that uh here now that I have you on recording uh so first of all just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your connection to soccer and kind of how how you've grown into this role yeah, man. I just one thanks for having
1: me. This is so fun. I'm just really excited about what you guys are doing. Um, it's just really cool to have such a great focus on local uh, and regional soccer, which is just mm-hmm. just so fun. And and the fact that Ninth Street is going to play uh, a part of it is just a, just a really cool factor of of being a part of you know the fabric, what's going on in the soccer community. So. I appreciate it yeah, that. man, I'm, I'm 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 really excited about that. So just a little bit about me. I grew up in uh, Colorado. I say uh, born in Montana, raised in Colorado, grew up playing the game, playing soccer, played all through high school and and then into college, played d three uh, um, down in Iowa for a while. just mm-hmm. super fun. Uh, and then uh, took some time off and but then just you know kept with the love of the game, you know, through different things, grew up you know, in the golden, not golden era, but the beginnings of the MLS. So, you know, in the nineties, uh, getting to have all of that just ingrained in me when I was really young. Mm-hmm. And so that was super fun. And then, you know, when I was young, uh, English premier league was, was just exploding. I became a, you know, don't hold it against me. I became a Manchester United fan back oh, in 93 because, Cut uh, when, it.
0: Cut it. We're done.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, how can you blame me? I can't. I came into it. It was like Beckham, Paul skulls, Ryan Giggs. That's the fair. Like oh, Schmeichel. Like as much as I, stuff.
0: as much as I despise, man, you. Uh, I'm. I can't. I can't exactly fault you. So. Yeah, I. I jokingly say I
1: had no ideas, like you know, back as like a, a fifth or sixth grader, that I was rooting for the Yankees of of yep. the English Premier League. Absolutely, hundred you know, percent. So. Yeah. So, so that really just the, just, you know, seeded the, the love of the game. And then, you know, just over the years continue to, you know, follow in that, say play, play just, you know, for fun, pick up around there. And then, um, you know, recently, uh, you know, I have a young family and then getting back into the realities of like wanting my kids to play Mm -hmm. and all that good stuff. Um, just kind of being more ingrained with what's going on with, in the, the fabric of the Twin Cities, you know, as far as uh, the soccer community
0: and, and yep. going from there. So where did this vision, I guess, for, for a combination indoor soccer space slash coffee shop come from? You know, it's not exactly a popular pairing there. So how did this all come together?
1: Totally, that's a, that's a great question. We, um, well, myself and then uh, my business uh, partner, Pete, uh, we have always, uh, we both, you know, have been kind of entrepreneurs doing things throughout the year, but we always would end up at the same coffee shop, uh, working, you know, so our love of coffee was always there, Mm -hmm. uh, which is, which is awesome. And we've always, uh, been, you know, slowly throwing out the ideas. What if we did, you know, our own shop and set on side of that, but really the soccer side of it came from about, let's see, gosh, five years ago now, Uh, i was traveling in el salvador uh and i was down there and uh part of being down there just traveling around and uh, we would always stop at this one little like roadside stop they were doing it because we were on a long bus trip and uh there's kind of like a 7-eleven type gas station and they had this small little mini pitch like right next to it and i just looked at it and it was always packed Mm -hmm. and i was just like i was i was like wow like we really don't have anything like that in the States. Like we had, you know, we have like our basketball courts in our parks or tennis courts or mm-hmm. there's that. And then, you know, there's the bu- the, the bubbles and the domes for indoor turf space. But I was like, mm-hmm. this small sided soccer that would be, that I would be interested in playing, you know, just like pick up soccer. I was like, mm-hmm. there's there's no, there's nothing necessarily like that that I was aware of at the time.
0: Man, the more people I talk to, on this podcast, who have been to Central and South America, who maybe grew up in Central South America, spent time living there. All they talk about is how in these towns there are these little, like you said, mini pitches that are just scattered oh. everywhere. And in any given day, they're packed at any given time. And it, like you said, it's small-sided, five aside, seven aside, and it's it's just it's ingrained in the in the in the fabric of those communities. Totally.
1: And that just put a seed in the back of my head. I was just like, I was like, there's gotta be something that we could do with that. And so, you know, when we, uh, um, my business partner, Pete, when we were, when we were talking through different ideas about doing something at this, uh, at our location, um, all of a sudden it was like, you know what, you know, what would go really great here would be some turf and some indoor soccer. And so then we, you know, when we started measuring it out, we were like, okay, well we could fit realistically, we could fit two small-sided fields and then we kind of had this bonus space off Mm -hmm. the front and we were like we don't want to just do like a lobby what else could we what else could we add to create that community create that sense of welcome and belonging and Mm -hmm. and even bring like even more of a day use you know uh that people would come come to and and stuff and we're like there's the coffee shop right there um which was which was and it just just flowed and then and then as you start digging it's like the cultures are so ingrained, you know, they're so ingrained because, you know, some of the world's best coffee comes from just soccer crazed countries, you know? And so mm-hmm. there's so many crossovers. We've had people already saying, Oh, you know, have uh, you know, uh, have mate, uh, you know, for like the Argentina, Argentinian, <laughs> Argentinian yep. crowd, like, and so we had, uh, we had somebody, uh, told us have some Somali tea, like, you yep. know, different things. Like, it's so like, we're going to have, we're gonna have to have quite the, uh, the, the spread of offerings, uh, because, because there's so many, there's so many people that want so many fun, uh, different drinks that, yep. that come and play, which is so fun.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you have those different communities kind of come in and, and those different, uh, kind of, uh, pockets, uh, you know, within the city who come into play, they're going to obviously have their preferences and have their different things. So in order to like bring that culture to you guys and maybe give you different ideas on what you can serve and stuff like that. I'm sure that's definitely kind of a a huge, huge boost and a huge help in terms of kind of, uh, completing that vision of kind of how you want it to all round out. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love the different communities that we're seeing, the cultures that are coming through, any uh, any plans to add food at all? I mean, I only ask because I haven't had dinner yet, so I'm super hungry right now. But uh, <laughs> any any plans to add any sort of food along with the coffee?
1: Yeah, we're definitely planning on it. Um, on the coffee shop side, uh, we definitely will be planning some grab and go type stuff. Um, working mm-hmm. on on stuff that you know we have heard from some people that have come in uh, already that <laughs> some some parents of kids that say, "Hey, when we come in, we're coming in hot, and we yeah. got some we got some hangry kids." Well, oh, especially
0: uh, after they play too, they're going to be 12. starving, man. So you so, got to so have something for them. In,
1: we're, we're looking at some third party, uh, um, third party people that would bring in some stuff for the, uh, for there. And then also just, you know, big picture uh, wise, we're already starting to talk to different food trucks that uh, yeah. on like, on like high volume days, you know, like on our weekends, when we're, when we're, you know, have leagues running all day. Uh, from morning to, to, to evening that we'd have some food trucks parked right outside that people can go out and grab, you know, empanadas or tacos or whatever it might be that, that you know, to, to get that. So which would be really fun.
0: If you're listening, I-, I want you to Google map this place and or Google Earth it, Google map it, whatever. The space is enormous, man. It's like this huge horseshoe and you guys got a ton of parking in the middle too, which that area of Minneapolis is very hard to come by. So I was very I was very impressed with that. So when you talk about the food trucks and stuff, I automatically thought like, man, they have a bunch of room in that parking lot to do a, b- a bunch of cool stuff. So
1: yeah, we're excited when we uh, when we open up uh, this summer, we'll have uh, garage doors all along the the side of it where we'll just be able to open it up, have it open air. You, you know the. You know, it might be a good thing that the smell just comes wafting right in. And yeah, you know, absolutely. While
0: you're playing on the field, kind of, kind of sow those seeds. That would be good. Man, imagine just walking by. Maybe you don't even know that it's there, and all of a sudden you see all these kids playing soccer and having fun. And you get the smell of, like the coffee and the food. Man, you, you're, I, I'm in. Like if I'm walking by, I'm in there, hundred percent. I know. I'm, I'm excited for the day that
1: I, I'm just standing there and I'm watching somebody playing on the field. I'm eating some tacos and maybe there's yep. a, a game being projected like a, a a men's national team game being projected up yep. on the wall. You know, I, I'm, I'm really excited for that day.
0: So kind of going back to the timeline of how this all came together, um, when did, where were you at in the process when COVID came into play? Like, had you already like started building the space? Were you installing the field? You know, where were you in that process? I get I guess, uh, you know, when the pandemic hit. So we started working on this project in, uh, October,
1: November, 2019, which was kind of, that's when we, that's the first time that we set foot in the building, which was like, it was, it was so raw (laughs) and dirty. It was like dusty, dirty and it, but like it had its potential and it just, I could just, I could just, the wheels in my head started turning. And so was when we that's when we started kicking the kicking the idea down the road of like okay could we make this a profitable business could we find the right communities the right cultures to get invested in this like we didn't want it to be something that just was representative you know my background or pete's background we wanted it to be a place you know and we go back to this saying of like this place of peace this place of community where Mm -hmm. so many people are welcome welcome so we started doing some research and reaching out to some key people that that gave us great insights as far as the the soccer culture and community that we were we were unaware of, and that kind of went over the course of the of the winter. And then you know, obviously in March, um, we were actually we were actually really picking up steam in March. And then you know the the entire world flipped upside stopped yeah uh, yeah stopped, which you know take it or leave it. You know, it was, it, it it might've been a good thing for how, how long it's extended because we were able to really get our ducks in a row and, Mm -hmm. you know, see the, see, get the foundation really settled. And so it wasn't until, it wasn't until end of June, we, uh, we purchased our turf and that was the, that was like the big, like stake in the ground. Like we're doing this. We're locked in. I mean, we're locked in. I mean, you know, if you, I know it feels like you know, decades ago. But if you think about June, it was kind of like, what's happening? Like what's, what's going to like, when will this end? When will, you know, what's the fall going to be looking like? And so we were really stepping out in faith and being like, can, can this, can this work? You know, can this work? And we were like, we're going to do the turf. We're going to start there. We did like a, we did like a, uh, like a sneak preview for some of those key stakeholders and, and people we'd made connections with, like, in August it was like August September Mm -hmm. Uh, and literally all we had down was the turf and a couple of nets and we had two of our goals put together and we threw a soccer ball out there and like uh, you know even some of the demolition that needed to happen in the space we had like a staircase in the space and it still hadn't been removed and like it was Mm -hmm. it was crazy but like people saw it and they're like yep we're in and so we, we started, we started doing like our soft opening in, in kind of October, November of getting people in playing, see what they thought and making our tweaks to the gameplay and the, mm-hmm. the build out and the different things that we wanted to add and hearing feedback. And then again, the, the second, you know, pause came in, you know, right around Thanksgiving when we, when we had gotten together. Um, uh, so it, it's, it's been, I'll be honest, it's been such a journey, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just the whole thing. Um, but, you know, flexibility has been key, you know, in this, in this season, that's for sure
0: it's it's interesting the aspect that the pandemic can actually like when you're putting something or in the middle of a process we're in the middle of implementing something it actually give you the chance to step back and look at the bigger picture and say okay are we going about this the right way are there different things we can do because you can't really go full borg in one direction or the other because you're kind of staying still but that also gives you that that sort of time to actually look at it and actually you know consider all everything that you need to i mean adam pribble from minneapolis city said it when they were talking about um developing their futures program i asked if the pandemic hurt at all and he said no if anything i think it actually helped us make sure that we were doing this the right way and taking the right steps to make sure this can be the best it can possibly be
1: yeah, even though we we had, you know, it wasn't ideal because we were really starting to catch, uh, um, you know, catch steam and catch fire, you know, moving mm-hmm. forward when around Thanksgiving time. We, we, like I said to you, it was like, it really was almost like a blessing in disguise because how many businesses, you know, two months in have an intentional pause <laughs> that mm-hmm. they're, that yep. then, then they're going. Yeah. They they get to like, look at all of their systems, like what was working, like, you know, what key relationships do we need to invest more in? Where do we have the space to add? And man, it was, you know, I can't imagine, you know, the, the spot we would have been in if we would have been able to continue, because I think we would have still kind of just been, had a little bit of our heads spinning in the sense of like, you know, the, the demand was so great that it was like, okay, it was okay to take a breath and go from there, which was really good.
0: Yeah. So, so where are you guys at right now? Cause I mean, we're recording this on the 19th airs on the 22nd. So mid January, 2021, where do you guys sit and where do you guys go from here? It's a great question because we have been, we have been so fortunate to
1: make some great connections. You know, um, we've made wonderful connections within the Somali community. We've made wonderful uh, connections in the Ecuadorian and Honduran and, and uh, you know, Latino community. Um, we, we just started some great conversations. You brought up Adam uh, Pribble in Minneapolis City. Like we're, we're doing some great conversations with them about uh, collaborating on some, some great stuff on, mm-hmm. I, within the space. And, and so I, that's where we're sitting is that we've, we've basically started our foundation. We've, we've got daily bookings that kind of pr- provide the, uh, or I should say daily evening bookings that really provide the foundation base for us as a business, you know, where people are coming in playing, uh, pick up like with a bunch of their friends that we have teams that are renting that are practicing for their weekend games we have our weekends are crazy full like open basically 8 a.m to midnight uh, yeah. we have uh, Latino leagues uh, that have ha- that have booked us out which is like you know kind of crazy if you think about it like three months you know yeah. three and a half months in you know having that type of demand, which is amazing. But we've got these cool pockets now that we get to now intentionally find people that can fit into them. So, you know, our early afternoons are really, really awesome, because, um, you know, we can fit in youth clubs, and which is really great. We've started some discussions with a couple uh, uh, key people that are going to run some some day camp trainings, um, you know, and so we can really start now being intentional about our schedule, what does our morning pickups look like before work or lunch hour pickup, Mm -hmm. you know, um, which is, which is really cool. And, and then it just, once again, since our systems are set, and since our, our availability is there, it now becomes this, like, even back to this dreaming point again, of like, Mm -hmm. what, what, what kind of cool things can we bring in? What kind of tournaments can we establish? What kind of, um, you know, clubs and um, communities that aren't, that don't have access because of, you know, they don't, They aren't able to maybe necessarily drive out to where the domes or bubbles are, but that Mm -hmm. we're we're literally down the street in their community, you know, which is so, so we, that's where we sit right now is this, this really cool part of, we've hit a, we've hit a great stride and we're starting to consider, you know, okay, how do we add more space? How do we add an additional field? How do we add, um, you know, in, in the, in the complex that we have, how do we, how do we bring things outside in the summertime too, Mm -hmm. like within the community, which is really cool.
0: So there's obviously still a lot of uncertainty right now, or some people say, you know, vaccinations are full morgue. We should be good to go by the fall. There are some people that say, you know, this is a nine inning game and we're in the fourth, fourth inning of it, you know? So where, where, where do you guys go from here? What's next for you guys as we move forward in 2021, obviously pandemic permitting, but, but what's, what's your vision for where you guys are going to be, you know, six months a year down the line. That's a great question.
1: You know, even just on the, the COVID side, you know, we've been really fortunate that everybody that's come into our building has been super flexible and understanding, you know, we, we have um, you know, we, we take temps, we have people do hand sanitizer. We, you know, we have people notify us if they're not coming because, because they have any signs of symptoms. And so it's been really great because that's allowed us to keep the momentum going and Mm -hmm. keep the doors open, which is really cool. And uh, uh, you know, if if I were to, you know, gaze into the crystal ball and look six, six months, you know, uh, a year from now, I'm really, I'm really excited because I think we're gonna, we're gonna start. It's gonna go for, we're gonna go from this place of just people renting space to us to creating community there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the big thing, you know, with with our coffee shop opening um, uh, in the spring. Um, just once again, providing that place that people can be and can come together um, you know, our goal has never been to have it just be transactional. We, we don't want mm-hmm. people just to come in and go out. Like, you know, yep. um, we, we want them to come in and, you know, be able, you know, if it's parents, while their kids are playing, sit down and have a coffee and meet the, meet the other parents, meet the other teams, you know, mm-hmm. if it's, um, you know, the food truck aspects, uh, you know, there's, there's different things that we want to elevate, you know, I love um, one of the, one of the youth teams that came and you were there uh, when you came to visit Jeremy was, was a small youth nonprofit that has, um, not only do they have their boys playing but they have their girls playing uh, all running around in hijabs. And it's just like, it just blows my mind because I just love the opportunity that we're providing because of the space that, that we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're giving. And, um, and it, it's been really cool to, um, to do that. So, so looking six months to a year down the road Obviously we want to, we want to stay, you know, be on the road to uh, continue to be profitable and be in a, be in a sustainable place, but also just develop those relationships. Um, You know, if you don't mind me, Jeremy, just sharing a quick story. Yeah, absolutely. One of the, one of the, one of the people, this is, this is, this is where we want to get to is uh, one of the people that rents from us, a really great guy. Um, He, uh, he called me up just out of the blue it was during the, the the pause in november but he called me up out of the blue and i thought he was just calling to tell me like hey we're not playing this week because of the you know the new restrictions and all that stuff mm. and he was like no no actually I'm, I'm calling because um and he just started going on and on and it was just uh he said he unloaded uh his kind of his life story on me uh, and about how his stru- uh, son had been struggling with different things you know different just um you know um addictions and things like that and and I was just able to hear him out and I was just like oh my goodness this is amazing like this is yeah. this is why we're doing this this is not because his buddies come and play soccer together you know like mm-hmm. and so I, we want to be on this side of like oh we're seeing this person for where they're at and uh and so it was so cool we touched base post holidays and all that stuff and I and I was just able to ask I was like hey how's your son? And he was like, Oh my goodness, we had a breakthrough over this break. Mm -hmm. And it's in such a great spot. And now we have this connection that I feel like we're not, we're not doing, we're not just doing this transactional thing of like, where I'm just, you know, the rent holder, (laughs) you know, I'm doing this thing where I get to, I get to see people's lives and we, you know, it's been cool. And we brought in a small team of some part-time employees a lot of U of M guys that are coming over and and working some hours for us. And so we're hoping to develop those relationships where people get to know each other better. And if, if anything from, from six to 12 months, I just hope those, those
0: relationships continue to build. If If one thing, there's one thing that we've gotten from the pandemic, I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of areas where we've seen the importance of culture and we've seen the importance of community because we've lost a lot of that right we're in our homes we're working from home we're doing everything from home you know we're kind of isolated and separated we can have as many zoom calls and and scheduled chats as we want but it doesn't really replace the face-to-face interaction. so the places where we can really get that community and develop that community and have those conversations and have them be intercultural too I mean we've seen the importance of of that this year too just opening yourself up to new cultures and new ideas and and not being so narrow-minded and closed-minded. I mean, it's kind of feels like Ninth Street is a place that can kind of be the best of all those worlds, kind of encompassed in one.
1: We're so, we're so hopeful that, that when people, you know, obviously we're on our way back to having more and more people in this space, but we really are so hopeful that, you know, such a great game can just be such a, a great avenue to get to lift people up. Mm-hmm. You know it, it, that that not only is it fun to play soccer, not only is it great to have great coffee and and you know and stuff like that, it's it's really you know we we want we want people to be to leave better than you know they came in just in, enjoying and that's what we're that's what we've been seeing so far, which is awesome.
0: So Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee, eight oh one Ninth Street Southeast in Minneapolis. Uh, you're. You're not necessarily Northeast, but you're, I think you're technically Northeast. You're like just North of Dinkytown on like the Southern tip of Northeast. Is that the best way to describe it? I, you know, I, I, since I grew up in Colorado, I have
1: no idea why they named the city, the city, the way they did. Um, I'm sure there's someone that has a higher pay grade than mine that understand it, but the best way that I describe it is we're literally um, right across the highway from right across 35W from Town from the U. Uh, you know, right, right Marcy Holmes neighborhood is the oldest neighborhood in Minneapolis. Um, you know, so there's a uh, great neighborhood. I mean, not only, uh, you know, we're there, but there's great places like Minneapolis Cider Company right next door to us. Then we're like a couple blocks from Brasa, and you know, such great food, lose, and glam doll donuts. I, I'm now I'm just gonna make you even more hungry, James. yeah,
0: exactly. What are you doing to me, man? Gosh. <laughs> I'm trying i'm trying not to put on the uh the winter weight man i'm trying to avoid it but it's tough when you're talking about all this great unhealthy food
1: i did i i, I will be honest i did have brasa today for lunch and so it was it was uh it was top notch i got I, yeah, I out hear. to shout out shout out to brassa sponsor sponsor 10k pitches yeah
0: hit us up hit us up and well, we uh, I'll be happy to eat as much of your, much of your food as I possibly can. Um, <laughs> all right. So I'm stuck, you know, I'm stuck in my house. I've been, I've been playing soccer with myself for the last nine months. You know, I want, I need to get out. I need to go play some soccer somewhere. It's the middle of winter. I can't go outside. I need to go inside. I want to book some time to play with my friends at ninth street, soccer and coffee. How do I go about doing that?
1: Yeah, that's great. You can go to our website. It's ninth street mpls so spell it out n-i-n-t-h street mpls.com and on there you can either you can book like one-offs we have a great um we've partnered with a great service out of belfast actually they're called pitch booking they're great uh great software and you can go on there and you can see our rates you can see what times are available you can prepay and just book right there um which is awesome and so you can you can go on there we also have um ninth street pickup games that we're starting. Um, they're going to be a little more, uh, a little more, uh, sporadic, uh, um, as we figure out that, but right now we're going to try and do some on Monday nights, uh, which will be a lot of fun. And those will just be $5 a pop. You can just, you just register online, show up with whoever we'll play five aside. If we have, you know, enough for two teams or or two or three teams, we'll play like king of the court, king of the field, you know, uh, which is great. They'll just be like 40 minute games. And, super fun so we got a lot of access points of like you just want to come one off play sign up for some pickup if you want to get some buddies together and rent it for an hour or two like you can do that as well through the website
0: perfect and at 9th street mpls just like you said n-i-n-t-h 9th street mpls on twitter and instagram as well um I think we've covered everything we need to cover Derek I just kind of want to get you know we've talked a lot about the Twin Cities soccer community if there's one thing I've learned from starting this podcast is how how willing and how great and how just into it the Twin Cities soccer community is. Like you said you're from Colorado you kind of started this this business and have kind of grown to know the Twin Cities soccer community through this business so talk to me a little bit about your experience there and kind of what role you know you can continue to see Ninth Street playing within that Twin Cities soccer community itself I think the Twin Cities soccer community is something really special I
1: mean mm-hmm. I mean for um f- from a grassroots level of what has come out of it you know um you know obviously the big fish in the 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 sea is minnesota united but you know even before they were mls you know the what they developed you know was was really special and then the trickle down from there of um you know all the clubs all the um uh just the specialness of that and so i i think it's been really cool because i think people honestly care about the game they aren't just about you know um obviously winning winning is great but you know or you know finding something for your kids to do if you're if you're looking to get them plugged in is great but they honestly care about the game they there's really intelligent people too that yep. that, that just love breaking down you know the ins and outs which is awesome and um and i feel like it's really accessible which is really yeah. cool and, and there's a lot of people you know who've been doing it way longer than i've been involved in, and shout out to shout out to them because it's incredible um, but yeah, 9th street, we just want, we, like our role, we want to be a facilitator on that. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we want to help be a facilitator. We want to be, we want to be a place that people can come and, and help facilitate that. So if it is, uh, you know, bringing buddies to play pickup, um, which is awesome. Or if it's, you know, all of you coming in and, uh, grabbing a coffee or, uh, or a pint or something to, uh, to watch a game and, and, you know, uh, banter back and forth about your, uh, your, your, your favorite team, you know, yeah. uh, you know, well, you know, since I'm a Man U fan, you know, like, uh, have Man U Liverpool, uh, <laughs> banter yep. back and forth, you know, you but go. I think there's, I think that's the, that's the piece that like, I love is because people, people, people will do that in, in our community and, and it's been cool. And i and I've gotten started to really get connected some, to some great organizations, you know, like, uh, I know you guys are doing stuff with spam FC, gotten connected mm-hmm. to, to them um uh tc soul futsal like some really awesome like uh organizations um uh that that we're just once again we we want to help be a facilitator uh and provide mm-hmm. that space you know and especially to those that in the community that don't have a spot you know so if we can yeah. help facilitate some of those teams especially northeast north minneapolis um you know all these all these places that maybe not it won't have access to to turf or a place to play you know we can provide that
0: Perfect. Well, Derek Swanson, co-owner, co-founder, Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee, 9th street, Ninth Street, N-I-N-T-H, StreetMPLS.com to book your uh, book your field time, your pitch time, learn about the uh, the pickup games that they have, or just learn all about Ninth uh, Street Soccer and Coffee. You can also follow them at Ninth Street M P L S on Twitter and Instagram as well. Derek. Thank you so much for the time, man. I always have such a good time talking to you. I'm glad we could do it on the podcast this time, on the record, on the recording. Uh, I really appreciate the time, man. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you, guys. Thanks for all you're doing for the local community, too.
0: Derek is just one of those guys that, that you can just talk to for hours, man. I mean, we we could probably have a four-hour episode here, just Derek and I talking soccer and, and talking about, uh, just life in general. So really appreciative of Derek's time. Thank you so much for tuning into 10,000 pitches. Again, if you want to get a discount with our merch store with spam, FC shop, use promo code pod at checkout. When you go to shop, spamFC.com and you'll get 10% off your first order. Also, don't forget to leave us a rating and review on your preferred podcast platform. If you have not yet, and we will catch you next week. Thanks again. See ya we